0: We are One Church.
1: We love God, love people, love His mission, and love His church.
0: Welcome to the One Church Podcast.
1: Hello, I'm Chris, and welcome to the One Church Podcast. It's great to have you with us today. Psalm 138, verse 8 says The Lord will work out His plans for my life. Whatever you are facing at the moment, whether it's a difficult situation or a tough decision, something that has led to disappointment, be encouraged today that the Lord will work out his plans for your life. Not that he might, but that he will. Father, thank you that you will work out your plans for our lives, and I pray for everyone listening that whatever they may be facing, they would be able to stand on that truth. Amen. This week we are continuing our series all about being a pioneer people with a message from Philippa recorded on the 15th of January at our Odeby site. Enjoy.
0: The title of the message is Pioneers See the Possibilities. When you look at an object or a place or a situation, can you easily see the potential of what it can be? I love how some children, with a vivid imagination, if they're given a cardboard box, they don't simply see a cardboard box. They might see a rocket ship ready to take them and explore new galaxies. They might see a bus ready to pick up travellers and go on an adventure together. Or perhaps a pirate ship ready to sail and conquer the seven seas and find hidden treasure. Sometimes, children find it easy to see the possibilities of certain things. I have a slight personal character flaw, just the one, and um, I love sitting down, looking around a room, and thinking of the possible ways in which you can rearrange the furniture in that room to make best use of the space. Or so I think, oh, if only I moved that chair there, then, oh, this would be amazing. I just love to scan the room. Only in my own house, can I say. So if you ever invite me to your house, I'm not sitting there thinking you could arrange this furniture better. Um, certain people in my house find my love of moving things around a little frustrating. I don't know Why? Um, so I've realised that if I want to see the amazing possibilities and potential realised, I have to move things around myself when certain people are not in the house. How heavy can a two-seater sofa really be? Quite, is the answer. How hard can it be to switch around the direction our super king bed faces? Well, when there isn't enough turning space in the rooms you have to take it apart and rebuild it, it's really hard. How about moving bunk beds from one room to another? Surely that is easy on your own. Well, let's just say the moment that I found myself lying on the bottom bunk whilst holding up the top bunk with my legs and doing the final Allen key, I realised it was a big mistake. I love seeing the possibilities and visualising them. Um, I wonder, do you find it easy to see the possibilities of something or are you one who prefers to see it in practice and then you can really understand how it's going? I was so incredibly proud of our kids and youth teams this week. All of our midweek groups have moved uh, to Frog Island number 12 and we're having our kids groups, our young people's groups, our seniors, everything is taking place there. And I love the fact that five weeks ago, this room that we use for Planet Shakers at our Together services and it's used for other things, Five weeks ago, it was a mishmash of sofas. There were many different sofas. There were two fridges. Neither of them worked. There were lots of other random furniture in there. And I love that our team and our volunteers walked into this space and they saw the possibility of something amazing. I love that. That's encouraging. And I love the fact that our teams are making space, are making the most of spaces. Why? Because we want to turn things into a venue where people feel welcome, where young people want to be, where people can meet with their friends, have time to grow, and also meet with God and grow in their relationship with God together. I was just so encouraged by the can-do mentality of our church. The first thing is this, seeing possibilities, which pioneers can do, pioneers see the possibilities. Seeing possibilities comes from hearing the promises, Before Moses died, he climbed up Mount Nebo, and God showed him the land that his people were going to inherit. Moses himself never got to go into this promised land, but God showed him the possibilities of what could be. Moses received a promise, I will give this land to you, your descendants, just as I promised to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. When he looked around the land, I wonder what pictures came to his mind's eye. A land that would be given to his people. A land that the people could call their own. A land of blessing that provided above and beyond for God's people. And when he looked over at the land, what were people doing? What were the possibilities? Did he see pictures of people gathering together, uh, making places of worship for God and places to offer sacrifices? Did he picture cities where families could live in safety and in community and space where parents could pass on their faith to the next generation? Did he see a permanent place where people could put down roots, plant seeds and be there to see the harvest? When he heard the promise, what possibilities did he see? Joshua was also given this same promise in Joshua 1. We read, it says this, Now then, this is God talking to Joshua, You and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I'm about to give them to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot as I promised Moses. Joshua received this promise. I will give you this land. I will give you every place where you set your foot. And so when Joshua finds himself at a river, when Joshua finds himself faced with a giant walled city, Joshua remembers the promise that he has been given and he sees the possibilities He doesn't just see a raging river, but he sees the possibilities of a miracle that God is going to enable them to cross the river. He doesn't just see a walled city and tremble in fear. He remembers the promise that God said, I will give you every place that you set your foot. And so he thinks of the possibilities that this land could be ours. When we hear the promise... It enables us to see and dream and look ahead and imagine the possibilities. How about for us as one church? Well, a promise that God gave us 15 years ago was this from Isaiah 54. Enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch your curtain tents wide. Do not hold back. Lengthen your cords. Strengthen your stakes. For you will spread out to the right and the left. Your descendants will dispossess nations and settle in their desolate cities. So do not be afraid. You will not be put to shame. Do not fear disgrace. You will not be humiliated. A promise of stretching out, of enlarging, of spreading to the east and to the west. And so we begin to see possibilities. We don't just think of locations and meeting rooms and a school here or a music cafe there. Instead, we think of the possibilities of taking the good news of Jesus into different communities, of empowering people in leadership, of believing for light to shine in these parts of our cities where we meet, whole neighbourhoods and streets and areas to be blessed and impacted by the love of Jesus. We hear the promise to enlarge and stretch out and we see the possibilities of people finding Jesus, of salvation popping up in all these areas of our city. We heard the promise and we see the possibilities of just what God might do. And then through a miraculous move of God, a divine marriage between Trinity Life Church and All Nations Church, joining together to become one church and sharing everything that we have, we receive another promise. Genesis 26, verse 22. The Lord has given us room and we will flourish in the land. And again, we begin to see possibilities that come from this promise. Not just a building in a great central location with lots of parking and a space to work, but the possibilities to flourish. A central administrative centre from which we can prepare and train and outwork the plan that God has for us in our whole city. A place to resource and outwork our multi-site vision. A building, an amazing building that has space for us to gather together to worship together, to be inspired and encouraged and built up together so that we can then be sent back out into our sights, but also into our worlds and the places that we're called to influence. We've been given a promise. And so together, we will be pioneers and see the possibilities. We are dreaming big together because we are excited and expectant of all that God is going to do. Promises... Help us see possibilities. And can I encourage as church, when we think about the next six months and our building project that's happening, think this is not just a building. We've been given a promise. I have given you room. You will flourish in the land. And so we're going to see the possibilities of just what God might do in our city. How about here in One Church Odeby? The promise that came from God that everywhere we go, we will have enough people, provisions, and premises. And so when Richard Smout, Richard and Sue, who used to be the site pastors here, when Richard and David came to look around this building, because that was a promise they knew from God that they would have everything they needed, when they look around this room, they don't just see a hall. They don't just see a great storage cupboard that we could put stuff in. But they see a room a gathering space ready to welcome people in to find Jesus. They see breakout rooms where children can thrive and make friendships and have fun and see that church is an exciting place to come. They see a great um, library where momentum can happen, a space for our teenagers. When we hear the promise, we see the possibilities. It's exciting and, and I'm so excited to see what God does here in this building in this next season. What about us personally? When we hear and receive promises, we begin to see possibilities. Adventures to be had. Ground to be claimed. Families to love. People to reach. Workplaces to be changed. What promises have we received personally? Here might be a few. We've been promised life in all its fullness. And so we can think of the possibilities of this exciting life. We've been promised amazing plans that won't harm us, but that will prosper us and give us a hope and a future. So when we think ahead, we hear the promise and we think, wow, what could those plans be? How about the promise that we will see the goodness of God in the land of the living? We remember that promise so that when we go through trials, when we go through times that are hard, circumstances that we don't understand, we remember God, you've promised that I will see your goodness in this land. We see the possibilities of what that goodness could be. The promise for our boundary lines to fall in pleasant places. What other promises do you have? And when you hear them and when you remind yourself of them, can you open your eyes and see the possibilities of what just could be? Pioneers can see possibilities when they hear the promises. But how about achieving those possibilities? Sometimes they seem a bit crazy. Well, achieving the possibilities comes from following his presence. Possibilities can seem daunting and unattainable, especially when we're talking about doing new things, which I guess is the definition of being a pioneer, taking new ground, stepping out in new ways. Well, let's go back to our story with Joshua. A promise has been given. You will inherit this land. But this land happens to be found on the other side of the River Jordan, which is not just a river. It's actually a river in flood season. It is a raging river, stretching far. How are they going to cross? God, you've promised this, but how's that going to happen? Well, we read in Joshua 3, verse 1, this happens. Early in the morning, Joshua and all the Israelites set out from Shittim and went to the Jordan where they camped before crossing over. After three days, the officers went throughout the camp, giving orders to the people. When you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God and the Levitical priests carrying it, you are to move out from your positions and follow it. Then you will know which way to go since you have never been this way before to achieve the possibilities of the promise we have to follow the presence the Israelites followed the ark of the covenant the very presence of God we get to follow Jesus when we when we don't know where we're going we see Jesus move and so we decide to follow then you'll know which way to go since you have never been this way before to step out into possibilities we follow Jesus we listen to the prompting and the steering of the Holy Spirit. We follow since we have not gone this way before. You know, as a church, we tried and tried different methods to buy a building over the years. And God never let them happen. So what did we do? Well, We continued to follow God. We stayed close to him. We followed him and went into all these areas of Leicester that he has called us to do and the many more that he will call us into. We loved and prioritised the poor because that's what God loves. God loves the poor and the marginalised. And so we did that. They became part of our hearts. We invested in an amazing compassion centre to serve the needs of our city, all the time following God, so that when a divine moment came about, because we were following God, we didn't miss it. Because we were following him, we heard, we felt prompted to go meet with these people at All Nations and begin a journey together because our eyes were fixed on Jesus perhaps you're wondering how even this new change is going to happen with all these people coming well where are they going to fit am I going to be forgotten about or will they be more important than me what happens if they don't know my name and I can't remember their name I know that feeling when you try so hard to remember someone's name and it just goes from your mind how are we going to do all this God We follow Jesus. We keep our eyes fixed on him. And for us personally, God, I I feel you're calling me to step out, but I don't know how. God, I know you've called me to a position of influence, but I've got no idea how I'm going to do that. God, where do you want me to go and how will I get there? We follow Jesus closely. Then you will know the way to go since you have not been this way before. To achieve the possibilities, we follow Jesus. Believing the possibilities comes from remembering the big stones. I love reading passages in the Bible and discovering something new for the first time. Perhaps there's a passage that you've read and read over again, and and just one moment when you're reading it, something just pops out to you. I had that experience recently in this passage. See, in Joshua 3, we read the time when the Israelites cross over the River Jordan. What happens is the priests, they step into the river. They're holding the Ark of the Covenant. And God stops the river flowing upstream until the riverbed is dry and they can pass through safely. It's a miracle. They've crossed the river. And then God asked Joshua to do something that I've never actually noticed before. But it's this, Joshua chapter 4. When the whole nation had finished crossing the Jordan, the Lord said to Joshua, choose 12 men from among the people, one from each tribe, and tell them to take up 12 stones from the middle of the Jordan, from right where the priests are standing, and carry them over with you and put them down at the place where you stay tonight. So Joshua did this. And he said to them, go over before the ark of the Lord your God into the middle of the Jordan, Each of you is to take up a stone on his shoulder according to the number of tribes of Israel and to serve as a sign. In the future, when your children ask you, what do these stones mean? Tell them that the flow of the Jordan was cut off before the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord. And when it crossed the waters of the Jordan were cut off, these stones are to be a memorial to the people of Israel forever to believe the possibilities, to even think that it could be, we remember the big stones. We remember what God has done before. If I'd studied geography for longer than a year at university, I probably could tell you why the big stones were in the middle. I didn't, I've got no idea. But these big stones were found in the middle of the river. And the only way to have an altar that was built out of these big stones was to have got them from the middle of the river. It would only have been possible if the water had been stopped. That was the only way to get them. And so the Israelites, they bring these big stones out, they build a memorial. Why? So that when your future generations ask you, what is that? You can tell them. Believing the possibilities that just might be from the promises that we've heard are made easier when we look at the big stones. Wow, God's done that before. He can do it again. I love that we were just singing about the same God. When we think about what's possible, we remember, God, you defeated giants. You can do it again. God, you favoured the lowly. You can do it again God you delivered you can do it again in the future generations when the Israelites were facing trouble they looked at this memorial and they saw God you stopped the flow of the river Jordan to allow your people to cross safely and inherit the land you can do it again let's remember what God has already done let's thank him and remember it gives us confidence for the future that he can do it again For me personally, I've already been healed once when I was a teenager. Therefore, I know that the God who has restored my strength before will restore my strength once again. What about you? What are your big stones that you can build as a memorial to help you remember and believe that the possibilities just might come to pass? Reaching the possibilities means ignoring the phrase... Is it worth it? It's always worth it. Have you ever done something that doesn't feel completely worth it or necessary? And you just say to yourself, why did I even bother? A few years ago, we ran a trip to Belton House. It's a lovely National Trust property in uh, in Grantham in the middle of nowhere. It takes an hour to get to from Leicester. And Tom and I have been there a few times with the girls and we've loved it. And we decided it would be an amazing place to run a trip for our little ones' families. So in our stay and play group, the children, their, their parents and carers, we thought, wow, wouldn't it be wonderful to bring families out of Leicester, especially some of those who wouldn't normally get a chance to leave Leicester as much, to bring them out of Leicester and experience this wonderful, beautiful period property. I think the best play area there is actually in England, I could probably say. It's going to be a great trip. I have to be honest, take it was very slow. Very, very slow. In fact, I think we actually even bribed some of our church families that had lots of kids if they would just come and please sit on the coach to fill up the coach because no one wanted to come. And when we arrived with our half full coach, Matt, who's our children's worker, said to Tom and I this very amazing phrase. He said, have you guys heard of Abbey Park? Yes, Matt, we've heard of Abbey Park, but we thought people would want to come to Belton House. It's a wonderful day. And I remember Tom and I, we, we were trying to be so enthusiastic about this trip. Come on, everybody, let's go and do a maze. And, and people were waiting for the one toilet that was so far away from the playground. And I just, We just came back and we thought that was not worth it. It felt completely unnecessary, and yes, we were able to bless some families. But for the years afterwards, we felt like it was an awful decision, a loss maker, a bad idea, and never again. The Israelites in Jericho. We'll go back to that story in a minute. When the Israelites had crossed over the River Jordan, the first place they came to was Jericho, a city with fortified walls. And so, because the promise was, "You will inherit every bit of land where you set your foot." The Israelites knew this was a possibility. This city could be defeated and it could become our land. It could become ours. But the thing is, since the Israelites crossed the River Jordan, all the kings of the area, it says this in Joshua 5 verse 1, their hearts melted in fear and they no longer had courage to face the Israelites. Therefore, in Joshua 6, the gates of Jericho were securely barred because of the Israelites. No one went in. And no one came out. And I have to ask myself, was it really worth it? The people of Jericho were afraid. They weren't going to attack the Israelites. They were bunkered up, locked up. No one was going in and no one was coming out. Was it really worth the effort to gather all of your men together to try and take and conquer a city? But the promise was for all the land. Not part of it. Not every bit of land apart from that city. And they're too scared they won't bother you anyway. The promise was, I will give you every place you set your foot. The promise was for all the land. So the answer to was it worth it? Well, yes, it was because God did another miracle. He gave a promise. There were possibilities. And then the people were able to take the city of Jericho. How? Through this incredible story of walking and praise. And actually, it paved a way because once they'd taken the city of Jericho, then cities began to fall because people heard that this God was doing amazing things and no one could stand against the people. Sometimes we can think, is it worth it? Is it really causing too much harm? It's not really bothering me. Perhaps there's a work situation or a a family situation that you know God could move in. You know that this is not currently God's best, but you think, oh, it's going to take effort. Is it really worth it? Is it worth wanting to create a culture of work that eradicates gossip or slander? Is it worth the effort or what people might say? Is it worth doing schools out Odeby in the library where you have to move the computers? Is it really worth that effort? Is it worth stepping out and telling my neighbours that I'm praying for them? Is it really worth it? I wonder what would have happened if the Israelites looked at Jericho and said, nah, it's not worth it. How long would it have been before those people got courage again to fight against the Israelites? This is what I think. The possibilities wouldn't have been reached and the promise of inheriting all of the land would never have been fulfilled. Five years after the disaster of Belton, because let's be honest, that's what it was, I find myself in a coffee shop talking to my Muslim friend about Jesus. A privilege that I think I had because of the friendship that I had shown her over the years that she was coming to our stay and play groups. And as we were reading the Bible together, talking about Jesus, out of nowhere, this woman says, what was that amazing place that you took us to? My daughter still talks about that to this day. And suddenly I realised she was on the disaster to Belton. She was there. I was waiting outside the toilet whilst her child was going to the toilet and, and everyone else wanted to do the maze. She was on the trip. And part of the reason why I, I believe we had developed this relationship and she, she wanted to come along to the church groups and she wanted to talk to me about Jesus was because we were people that went above and beyond. We welcomed her and her daughter into our family and took her on trips like that. I think it's worth it. When we think about the possibilities of what could be because of the promises and you think, oh, is it worth it? it's all worth it. Because the promise for the Israelites was to inherit all the land. God has great promises for you. Possibilities are out there and they are always worth it. Finally this, seeing the possibilities leads to awe and worship. As Joshua found himself looking at Jericho, he had an encounter and God said to him, God God appeared before him, and he's like, what are you doing here? And in in that conversation, God told him that he has already delivered Jericho into the hands of the Israelites. And I love what Joshua's response was. Joshua 5, verse 14. Joshua fell face down to the ground in reverence. And later on it says, God said, take off your sandals, for the place where you are standing is holy. And Joshua did being told of the possibilities, bearing in mind there was this promise that he was going to inherit all the land, and then being told of the possibility that even the the city of Jericho had been delivered to them, Joshua's response was only one thing. He fell to the ground in reverence, in awe and worship. As we hear promises, as we look and we see the possibilities of, of what just might be, As we determine to follow Jesus, as as we remember the big stones in our memorials of what God has done before, as we dream together and allow our eyes to see the possibilities, we can't help but worship, be full of awe and wonder. Wow, God, you want to do that in my life? God, you've placed us in this this building, not just because it's a convenient location, but because we're in the middle of an area where people don't know you and you want to say to them, wake up, Jesus is here. When we open our eyes in our workplaces and, and God gives us the picture that he has placed us there on purpose, with purpose, for a purpose, and we think, wow, God, you want to use me? To bring your kingdom into where I live, into where I work, into where my children go to school. When we see the possibilities, we can't help but be full of awe and worship. Seeing possibilities comes from hearing the promises. Achieving possibilities comes from following his presence. Believing the possibilities comes from remembering the big stones. Reaching the possibilities means ignoring the thought of, is it worth it? And seeing the possibilities, imagining them, leads to awe and worship.
1: Amen. Thank you, Philippa. Let us be people that see the possibilities and may we have many stories as a result. If you would like to respond in any way to that message, or if you would value prayer or support for anything else, remember that we are here and that you can always get in touch. Details can be found on our website. There are many things coming up in church life, so this is your family news for you. All of our midweek groups are back up and running for many ages, and we'd love to see you at one of them soon. We have an encounter night on Sunday, the 22nd of January at 7pm. This will be a great chance to spend extra time going deeper into the presence of God. On Saturday, the 28th of January at 6pm, we have United Kids, an event for all children aged between seven and 11 from churches around Leicestershire. We love being able to join together for events like this. And finally, save the date. Our next One Church Together is on the 5th of February at 9.15 and 11.30. Do all you can to join us for a great morning together. The Lord
0: bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace.